Hello. And welcome. <laughs> I gotta talk about a lot today. Welcome or welcome back to these inner thoughts. Yes, I did very much change the title. It's okay. You know, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Like, I'm not gonna elaborate on why I did that or anything. Anyways, um, yeah, today I want to talk about a couple things that I've been thinking about. Hence the whole point of the podcast. <laughs> but last Sunday, it's currently Wednesday, last Sunday, I went to church, you know, all that fun stuff. And at church, my pastor's basically on sabbatical. So he 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 hasn't been here for the past couple of weeks and he won't be here for like another like he won't be back for like another month or two, I think. Um so there was like, you know, someone preaching. There's a new you know, when some pastors go on sabbatical, they just get like an elder to preach or another pastor to preach, like a young adult's pastor to preach every Sunday. But what my pastor did, he's, like, getting different preachers from, like, all over the world. I think someone was even from Australia. Maybe I heard wrong. I don't know. But he's getting preachers from, like, all over the world to, like, preach. So there's a different preacher every single Sunday while he's gone. Okay. So, last Sunday, um, the preacher, I don't remember his names. And even if I did, I wouldn't share it. But the preacher was basically preaching on a voice of God. Right? And I'm like, ooh. I love this because I'm I'm walking into this and I'm like he finna talk about the word of God he finna talk about how um it's living and active how this is how God speaks and how if you want to hear God speak open up your Bible yeah I was let down your your girl was let down I was let down and um here's how he preached from acts 13 and i really don't remember what the what the exact verse he used was but i do remember the three points that he made you hear god through the in the inward witness the inward voice and the inward vision those are the three points and i'm like okay that's true i'm not saying that those three points are not true they're true right but We miss the main way that he speaks. Because God speaks to everyone in different ways, right? But there's one way that he uses to speak to everyone. And that is through the Bible. That is through his living and active word. So I'm like, okay, he's going to talk about the word. Because I'm like, at least that's something that's universal. He speaks through everyone through his word. Some people may get dreams. Some people may get visions. Not everyone's going to get dreams and visions. Some people may hear a still small voice. Some people may hear an audible voice. Not everyone's going to hear a still small voice or an audible voice. But one way that he speaks that everyone hears is through his word. So I'm like, okay, it's like a no-brainer that he's going to talk about this. I was wrong. Boy, was I wrong. Um, yeah, those are the three points. Inward witness, inward voice, and inward vision. And I'm like, those are true, but I really do feel like we should have talked about the word of God here. I think that the word of God should have been mentioned. And I can't sit here and be like, oh, I just hated the whole sermon because that's not true. And if that's what you're getting so far, I'm, that's not the point I'm trying to make. I did not hate the whole entire sermon. I didn't hate the sermon at all. Um, in fact, there was a couple things that I liked in the sermon. Like, one of them is the fact he kind of 
he basically made the analogy of like how God speaking is kind of like a radio. Like the radio is always on. When you get in your car, it's on. It's up to you to turn the volume up so you can hear it, but it's on. And he's like, God is always speaking, but it's your choice to listen or not. Just because you don't hear him, that doesn't mean he's not speaking. It just means you're not listening. You know what I mean? So I love that. And, you know, yeah. My my main thing was that he did not mention how the Bible was the main way that he speaks. Because I think of things as if I was a new believer walking to church for the first time. Like, I got invited to church by somebody, have been to church in my at all in my entire life, or have been to church in a while since I was like a young child. So I try to approach things in that way when it comes to certain things, especially like sermons. I'm like, okay, if an unbeliever walked into service and heard the pastor preaching on this, what would they think? And sometimes that observation is not necessarily accurate because, you know, if a non-believer walks into a service and we're preaching on how, (laughs) and we're preaching on, or like we're taking communion or something and you're like, Jesus is like, this is my body that was broken for you. They're going to be like, what do you mean you're drinking his blood and eating his body? That's so weird, you know? So you can't do that with everything. But a lot of times, a lot of times, um, I try to look at it in that way. Like, what would this look like to someone who has not read their Bible, who doesn't even have a relationship with God, and they're just going to church because they were invited or because they just want to see what it's about? And I'm like, they're going to think that God only speaks of these three, these three points, witness, voice, and vision. And... Even if they, like, I'm saying, look, how can I word this? I'm trying to word this in the easiest, simplest way that I possibly can so that y'all can understand what I'm saying. Okay. They're going to think that those are the only three ways that God speaks because they know no better. They know no better, right? Um, and if this is something that they think, like, say they go to church, they aren't saved, but then they continue to go to church and then they end up getting saved, right? Then they start reading their Bible they start doing this. They, you know, they have a relationship with God now, right? But they're stuck because they're like, I just can't hear God speak to me. Like, I, you said that God speaks through the inward witness, the inward voice, and the inward vision, but I'm not getting any of those. And I think that's where the problem lies. Like, imagine someone like that. They're like, I'm not getting a vision, a voice, or I'm not understanding the inner, uh, the inward witness. Because not everyone's going to hear the voice of God. Not everyone is going to have a vision. And he did say that. Not everyone's going to have a vision. Not everyone is going to have or hear the voice of God. But he did even try to elaborate on how the fact that, like, God speaks through his word. So that was my, my problem. And, yeah. 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 Another thing. Not to just make it seem like this. I feel like I'm making it seem like the sermon was just horrible but it wasn't it really wasn't but I just have some constructive criticism you know what I mean um so the sermon wasn't very long you know I think because it wasn't his church he didn't preach like such a long sermon we got out of church in like an hour um 
So it wasn't the sermon wasn't long because you have to realize we got a church in an hour and you also have to include worship in an hour. So the sermon was not long at all. But he told a good five to seven jokes in the sermon. And on top of that, he told about four or five life stories in the sermon. Mind you, the sermon was not long at all. So I'm like, the sermon was all about you. It, it was all it was all about you and I I you know yeah I think y'all understand what I'm talking about um now I don't think there's anything wrong when people tell jokes like I don't want y'all to think that's what I'm saying I my pastor like the one who passes the church that's currently on sabbatical he tells jokes in his sermons. He um, tells life stories. I forgot that I was, like, recording a podcast. It started popping my knuckles as if y'all probably couldn't hear that. Y'all probably didn't hear it. But it is, you know, if you did, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, I have nothing wrong with pastors telling jokes or telling life stories or life experiences. It's when it becomes the whole sermon. When the whole sermon is jokes and life the pastor's life I think that's where it it goes bad because it shouldn't be about you it should be about God like you're preaching the word of God like you know what I mean so it should be about him and um one last thing from service on Sunday because that's all that's all I'm gonna share one last thing I Y'all probably aren't going to agree with me on this. But I think the gospel should be preached in every single sermon. I think it should. Now, emphasis on the word sermon. Because if you have a Christian YouTube channel, sometimes you may, be, you may just be vlogging. And you're vlogging your Bible study. You're vlogging you doing these things. The gospel isn't necessarily preached in vlogs. But you're still a Christian. You know what I mean? So the emphasis is on sermon. Especially, like, if you're doing something like what I'm doing. This is a podcast where I share my inner thoughts. The gospel isn't necessarily preached in every single episode on this podcast. So, the emphasis is on sermon for a reason. Because I feel like if you're in the pulpit, the gospel should be there. It should be somewhere in the message that you're preaching on Sunday. Somewhere. I don't know where, but it needs to be somewhere. And that's just how I feel. Because the gospel isn't just in the New Testament. It's all throughout the old. It's all throughout the whole entire Bible. Like, for example, Passover in Exodus. It's a picture of Christ, our Passover lamb. Right? I'm not going to go so far in depth on that because I, that's, yeah, no. But that, that's just an example. The gospel is all throughout the whole Bible, Old and New Testament. So I feel like it shouldn't be that hard to um, get the gospel in every single sermon. Now, the last Sunday at church, basically, in a way, he did share the gospel. Because he was like, this is why Christ died and... Um, he loved us and he died on a cross for us and resurrected on the third day, you know, which is true, all true. 
But something that I've always thought about, and then I couldn't think about how to articulate it until I heard, like, Ray Comfort say this. And I'm like, that is, like, the perfect way to articulate this. So now I'm sharing this. If you don't know who Ray Comfort is, he's he's an evangelist, right? And just look up Ray Comfort on YouTube, and you're going to find all his videos, all right? But basically what he was saying, because people were like, I think that is so rude that you start off, when you when you witness that you start off by asking people if you think they're a good person and you give them the Ten Commandments and then let them know that they broke the Ten Commandments and then you give them the gospel. People were leaving those type of comments, right? And basically what he was saying was, if you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you a cure for something that you don't know that you have, you're going to be like, oh, what is this for? You're not going to appreciate it because you're like, what am I going to use this for? Like, I don't, I have no use for this, right? But if you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you your diagnosis of a terminal illness and then it gives you the cure, you're going to appreciate that cure so much more because you know why you need it and you know that it will save your life. That's the same thing with the gospel. If you don't, if people don't know that they're not a good person, they're not going to appreciate the gospel. Because if you believe that you're a good person without Christ, when you hear the gospel, you may not actually realize you're thinking this, but reality you're thinking this. You're like, oh, Christ died for me because I'm a good person, you know? No, you're a bad person. You're you're born in a sin. You're not a good person whatsoever. And I think that everyone in this world is self-righteous. Like, before you get saved, I think you're self-righteous. Because you go up and ask your neighbor. If if you have an unsaved neighbor, like next-door neighbor, and they're not saved, ask them. Do you think think you're a good person? They're most likely. More than likely. Nine times out of ten, going to say, yeah. And then you ask them why. They're going to be like, because I didn't murder anyone. At least I hope you don't stay next to a murderer. I'm praying that you don't stay next to a murderer. Um... Yeah, but my point is, this is people's basis on, like, whether they're a good person or not. Like, I don't murder people. I don't steal people. You know, you're going to ask people, are they a good person? And they're going to be like, yeah, this is the problem that we all have, self-righteousness. Because even even as a born-again Christian, you still struggle with it in some type of way. Because you want to be like, oh, well, you know, I don't necessarily struggle with that sin, so I'm better off than them. But are you really? Are you really? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that because it's like, we honestly all struggle with self-righteousness. But... I just got sidetracked, right? Anyways, this is so off topic. This is a tangent. I'm placing this order, right? And it's taking forever to load. And all I, I, I just wanted a book. I just wanted a book. And the tab is open. It's been open on my phone. And I'm waiting for it to load so I can know that I, that the order went through. And it, it's still loading. And I don't know what the, I don't want to power my phone off in case it is my phone. And then, like, the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, anyways, that's off topic. But what was I talking about? 
dang oh like how you have to well not have to but i think that you should preach the gospel in every sermon right and that's basically what i'm saying like if we don't acknowledge that we're sinful people we won't actually appreciate the gospel for what it really is that's why it's good news because it's good news because that's how you get saved that's how you get to heaven like you know what I mean so it's good news and you know I didn't really you know I I kind of let it I kind of put it to the back of my mind you know we're getting to the end of the sermon because I can you know when you could just tell someone that's preaching is wrapping up you could just tell by like you know I don't know I really don't know, but you can tell. So I could tell, right? I'm like, dang, he ain't mentioned nothing about sin. But I put it to the back of my mind because I'm like, you know, not everyone preaches like that. And just because someone doesn't necessarily preach the gospel in every single sermon does not mean that God isn't using them or they're less of a pastor. So I like I put it to the back of my mind, right? And then we get to the end. The end of um what is it called the sermon the message service really and you know he was like if you want if you want to place your faith in Jesus and um surrender your life to him raise your hand and a lot of people raised their hand and then he was like okay place your hand on your heart and I'm gonna pray for you and basically just told everybody that once they did that they were saved now i'm not gonna be like oh yeah you're not saved all you did was say a prayer because some people actually do get saved in those moments but a lot of the times it's not the case like i've know i know people personally that have said the sinner's prayer so many times and this wasn't necessarily like the sinner's prayer but it was like he was praying for people that rose their hands. But my thing is you never did tell them their disease. But you told them the cure. And they're not appreciating the cure as much as they should because you never did tell them the disease. And there was no sin of prayer that anyone repeated. He just told everyone to raise their hand and he prayed over them and everything. And he was like, you're saved. And this and that. And, you know, that's where I kind of couldn't... I couldn't put it to the back of my mind in that moment because I'm just like, yeah. Like, I just, I couldn't do it. And so it kind of made me, like, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, it's just, it's just a lot, okay? And I was thinking about that. Okay, I was talking a little bit slow for, like, the past couple minutes, right? Because I was still trying to place this order. I'm multitasking because I have a lot of stuff a lot of stuff to do. Wow. That's how you know I'm multitasking. I just slurred my words. Um, I have a lot of stuff to do, and it's already 2.54, and I got a lot of stuff to do, so I'm multitasking, right? I placed my order. My book is coming soon. Now let's actually be involved in this podcast. Anyways, yeah, so I was, like, thinking that the whole time, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't like that. So the whole way back home, I'm just sitting in the car, and I'm just, I, I can't get my mind off of that. Not even just um the end of it, but also, like, you didn't even speak about how God speaks through his word while you're preaching on how to hear the voice of God. 
there was just those things I was thinking about on my way home. And I'm like, you know what? I can't change it. But I was just thinking about it because I'm just like, I don't know what the, I don't know, like, what I'm going to do in the future. Like, who knows? I might get married to a pastor and be a pastor's wife and may preach here and there or on Sunday or something like that. So it was like, I want to learn from people and wise people learn from people like a fool returns to their folly but a wise person learns from other people's folly and other people's wise decisions so it's like i want to learn because i don't know what what the future is going to be like you know what i mean so yeah that was that but then in this very moment as i was thinking about kind of like everything i was going to talk about in this podcast i was like this kind of ties in so this is gonna hurt oh it's hurt the right word this is probably gonna make a lot of y'all uncomfortable but that's the whole point like a lot of my thoughts and I'm pretty sure a lot of your thoughts are not comfortable so um yeah yeah I don't know like I'm really not the type of person that does trigger warnings like you will rarely catch me doing trigger warnings but if you're sensitive to death I guess nah you know what no trigger warning we're just gonna go into it because it's is a point of is a point for a man to die in the judgment like it you're gonna die you're gonna die okay anyways i'm sorry i hope that it was that mean (laughs) was that mean i'm sorry but it's true anyways (laughs) what i was thinking about is um how when you go to funerals oftentimes not all the time but sometimes when you go to funerals they they just automatically assume everyone's in heaven they automatically assume that everyone is in heaven and uh, i think that that is an issue because not everyone is in heaven like you have people that died and they know for a fact that this person was not born again when they passed away. And they're like, they're in a better place now. And I understand to a certain extent, like, you know, you're trying to comfort people. And you don't know, like, the best way to comfort people. Because, first of all, everyone grieves differently. So it's like, you don't know what to say to comfort this particular person. Because they're unique in their own way. And at the same time, regardless of the ways they grieve, they're still grieving. And it's like, you don't want to be rude about anything so you want to tell them things that are pleasing to the ears and you tell them they're in a better place now i'm not talking about people who actually are in a better place like if you have a loved one that passed away and they were born again they gave their life to christ they're in a better place right but there are a lot of people where that's not the case but we still get lied to or we lie to others and say that they are in a better place And my thing is, what is better, to lie to someone just for their own comfort in a moment or to tell someone the truth even if it hurts? You can tell the truth lovingly, lovingly, but sometimes even when you tell the truth lovingly, it hurts. It hurts. And um, which one is better? Do you tell the truth lovingly or do you just lie to someone? And like, for example, me. I've been to a couple, a couple? How many funerals have I been to in my life? I have to go to one at the end of the month. Um, 
I've been to probably a handful of funerals in my life, in my years of living on this earth. And at every single funeral, I've been told that the person who passed away is in a better place. And now, it was the case for, I think, two of the people. And I'm not saying it was the case in the sense of, like, I know for a fact they were saved. Like, I know they went to heaven. Like, you know, I know everything. Like, I'm God, and I know what they were saved. Like, I know all this. I'm not saying that in the in that sense. But I'm just like, you know a believer by their fruits. You know if someone's born again or, or not. You know what I mean? Um, and then there also is a caveat. Like, you have the thief on the cross. That is very much a caveat because the thief, the thief didn't now have time to live a life. Like, he basically gave his life to Jesus on the cross, being executed. He didn't live. He didn't have a chance to be his disciple and live for him, but he was still saved because Jesus was like, today you'll be with me in, in paradise. So it's like that is a caveat because some people are probably on their deathbed and they give their life to Jesus and they will be in heaven. But a lot of times it's not the case, and a lot of times that doesn't happen. People die in their sleep, in their sin. They didn't give their life to Jesus. And that is very sad. Very, very sad. But it's also sad that we don't tell the truth about... About whether or not someone is going to heaven or hell. And I'm not saying tell the truth in the fact of like oh yeah I know for a fact like I just said like I don't know for a fact but I have an idea you know I saw the fruit in their lives you can't just fake the fruit of the spirit you you, you can't do that (laughs) um and so it's like you have an idea you don't know like for sure only God does but it's just like if we don't preach that you only get to heaven through Jesus people gonna think it's just you gotta be a good person and everyone's definition of a good person is different so what type of weird system is that to get to heaven because you have one person that's like oh yeah i'm a good person because i didn't kill anyone and you have another person that's like oh yeah i'm a good person because i only killed two people in my life i didn't kill like 20 people or i didn't commit a whole like mass genocide or whatever everyone's definition of a good person is different so it's like you know what i mean you only get to heaven through Jesus, and we aren't saved by our works. We are saved by grace through faith. And that is why Jesus is like, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by me. No one comes to the Father except by Jesus. In John 3, he tells Nicodemus that you have to be born again and enter the kingdom of God. Why do we have to be born again? Because we're born in a sin. Because we're born in a sin. And if someone was not born again, they're not going to heaven before. If they weren't born again before they died, they're not going to heaven. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about little itty-bitty children. They don't have the capacity to understand that. Like, if you had a seven-month-year-old baby that passed away, I'm not talking about them. If you had a five-year-old toddler, I'm not talking about them. They don't have the capacity to understand what the gospel is, right? I'm talking about grown people, (laughs) grown people who have passed away and did not give their life to Christ. Why do we lie to people 
and say that they're in heaven. You see what I'm saying? Like, I hope y'all are understanding what I'm saying. Because, like I said, like me, I grew up thinking that basically everyone, everyone went to heaven and only horrifically bad people went to hell. Like Hitler, yeah, dude's going to hell. And other people that did things just like him, yeah, they're going to hell. But everyone else, they're going to heaven. I thought heaven was just going to be this, like, place where everyone is there. And then I, I, I got saved, and I read my Bible, and I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's a lie. That is, that is very much a lie. And I just don't understand why we keep lying to other people and lying to ourselves. And it's people that don't know this. And as believers, if you're a believer like, born-again believer listening to this podcast. <sighs> don't, don't do that lie. Don't, don't say that lie. I don't care how much you want to comfort someone. I don't care. Now, like, yeah, if they truly were born again, that's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about them, but I'm talking about people who most likely die in their sin. And like I said, we don't know for sure, but most likely, right? Don't, don't say that lie to people. Or lie to people in that way. Don't lie to people at all. Because, like, that's a sin. But don't lie to people in that way also. Um, yeah. I wanted to share that because I was thinking about that. I thought about it once a while ago. Like, probably like a year ago or something. And it, it kind of got brought back up in my memory when I was thinking about this episode. Because I'm like, that kind of ties in to, like, talking about the gospel in every single sermon. Like, people think, I watched this video, Hannah Williamson, she basically, like, went around her mall and interviewed people and was like, do you think you're going to heaven or hell? And almost everyone that she interviewed said heaven. And she was like, why? Why do you think you're going to heaven? And they were like, because I'm a good person. And, you know, I don't, I don't murder people. I don't steal. I don't do this. I don't do that. So they thought they were, they think they're going to heaven when they die. And, and, is that me that, I just now realize I pronounce and like that sometimes. And, ooh, I'm so country, this is sad. Anyway, <laughs> um, but what I was thinking of as I was watching that video was like, wow. We are all self-righteous. Like, even believers sometimes, because sometimes if you're not careful, even as a born-again believer that is saved, you're like, oh, well, I don't struggle with the same sin they struggle with. So, you know, I'm better than them. That's, it's self-righteousness. It's self-righteousness. And it's sad, especially when I watch videos like that. Like, when I watch Ray Comfort, it's so sad. Because, like, almost every person he interviews claims that they're a good person. And he walks them through the Ten Commandments. And the two responses, the most... The two most common responses that he gets is, um, oh, well, I guess I'm not a good person. Or they say, well, God forgives. But my thing with God forgives, God does forgive. Very much true. But my thing with that is that we forget that he's just. He's a God of justice. And that's my thing with some of these people in Christianity, um, 
I don't know if I even want to call them a Christianity because they aren't actually Christians. But, um, yeah. Yeah. They want to be like, God is love. I went, okay, this is like off topic, but on topic at the same time. This happens a lot. Get used to it. Anyways, I was on TikTok probably like a couple days ago. And I had saw this video because if you don't know who Inspiring Philosophy is, he ba- he makes videos on YouTube, but a, a lot of what he's popular for is like the uh, his short form content where he'll like react to like this crazy outlandish TikTok and then be like, no, that's not true. Like people are saying like, oh, you know, Jesus is so and so or like, you know, Jesus is Krishna. And he reacts to stuff like that. And, like, yeah. So, I think I was on his page, right? He reacted to someone's video. I went to that person's account because I wanted to see the comments. Like, who actually believes in this junk? So, I looked at the comments. And one of the comments was like, it's funny how Christians claim that their God is loving. And he even says, like, love thy neighbor. But they don't even understand what that means. I'm like, no. We do understand what that means. You don't understand what that means. You think love love thy neighbor means to accept everything that your neighbor does and applaud everything that your neighbor does, even when it is wrong and sinful, and that is not the case. That is not at any type of way what love thy neighbor means. No type of way. Love thy neighbor just means to love thy neighbor. The problem with this generation is that we conflate love and acceptance and, um, like, accepting the things that people do. If you don't accept it, you're hating on them. You're, you're not loving. And therefore, you're contradicting what Jesus said because he said, love your neighbor. When that's, how you, my thing is, how you gonna sit here and tell me what my Bible says and you don't even read it? You don't even have one. that's my thing like how you gonna tell me what my bible says and you don't read yours now if you did read yours and you were christian and you came about me came to me with something that i might have said wrong or done wrong i'll listen to you but if you don't read your bible do you really think i'm gonna listen to a fool The beginning of uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you don't have no fear of God, you are not wise. All right. So therefore, if you don't fear the Lord, you're a fool. Do you really think I'm gonna listen to a fool trying to tell me what my Bible says? You know what I mean? But that's the problem with our generation. We we think that it's sad, but it's so annoying at the same time. You know, <laughs> it's sad, but it's so annoying. Because they, it's not only do they believe this, but you have certain people in Christianity that claim to be Christian when they actually aren't. And they're saying the same exact thing, so they think this is true. Love is not acceptance. It, it's not. Is it that hard to understand? Is it that hard? to understand i don't think it is i really don't think it is i think it's just people don't want to understand that and um yeah but i don't even know why i started talking about that what was i talking about dang i don't remember 
I was talking about, oh, preaching the gospel in every sermon. Um, oh, how God is just. Like, people think they're a good person. And like I was saying, people will respond to, like, when Ray Comfort gives in, like, the Ten Commandments. They'd be like, oh, well, God forgives. But it's like, he's just. He can't just sit here and forgive you and be like, oh, I'm not going to hold that against him, you know. I'm, I'm not gonna do that you know they I'm gonna let them into heaven even though they they did this and they did that that is the reason why Jesus came because none of us are perfect and all that wrath that Jesus took would have been on us that's why he said my God my God why have you forsaken me he took on our punishment there will be no other way because God is just. He can't just let us go freely without a punishment. But Christ took on the punishment for us. Therefore, we don't even have to take that punishment. But it still shows the, uh, how God is just because someone took on a punishment. Someone did. And that's what we don't realize. We're like, oh, well, God will forgive me. When are you going to wait to the last second? You know, a lot of people don't know when we die. You know, you may be sick with like a terminal illness but you still don't really know the day and the hour that you're gonna die what are you gonna do wait till the last second and be like i'm gonna ask god to forgive me the last second that's not genuine man sometimes it could be like the thief on the cross but majority of the time it is not genuine it's not um but yeah that led me into like a TikTok again. And that was what the last episode was about, wasn't it? I think so. Anyways, I be, I need to stop talking about my TikTok experiences. They're just horrible, man. Horrible. It's actually so sad. It's so sad. But um, I feel like there was something else that I wanted to talk about. And I cannot think of what it was. Um, heh. Dang. I don't remember. But that's my little rant for today. Whatever day you're listening to this, this is going to upload on Monday. But whatever day you're listening to this, this is my rant for today. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this rant. I know I did. I, I needed it because, ugh, people, people. You got to love it, but sometimes it's hard. It's hard, man. It's hard. <laughs> so hard oh my goodness i'm trying to see i don't know you know what i hope you enjoyed my rant i really do hope you guys did i hope that y'all will leave a comment and let me know what you thought about this episode because i want to know because i know i said a lot of things in this episode where people are gonna be like wait a minute what do you mean or i disagree with that or you're wrong about that Email me, message me, leave a comment. I don't care. Just interact and let me know how you feel about this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I said that like three times, but I really do. I really do. Um, I hope you learned something from this episode because while this was a rant, I think it was very informational in a lot of different ways. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Um follow me on tiktok and instagram i have no personal instagram nor do i plan on having a personal instagram so if you dm me on instagram i most likely won't respond 
DM me on TikTok if you're going to message me somewhere. On Instagram, I'm not going to respond. But the Instagram is the podcast Instagram. So follow me on there because I post, like, clips and snippets from the podcast. And sometimes behind-the-scenes stuff. So, yeah, do that. That's fun. I love you, and Jesus loves you. And let me know what your thoughts are.